Welcome to the Diverse Minds Podcast, where we give you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to be a mentally healthy and inclusive leader. Each week, you'll hear about a variety of topics linked to mental health, well-being, and diversity that will enhance both your professional practice and personal well-being. Welcome to the 136th episode of the award-winning Diverse Minds Podcast. And for April, the theme is all about music and mental health. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how music boosts our mental well-being. Is this your first show or are you a regular listener? If you enjoy this episode, why not leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts? So as I do my annual planning for the podcast, the aim is to find topics that I haven't covered previously. And music and mental health is something I've looked at in great detail. So I thought, why not? Plus, April is in fact Jazz Appreciation Month. So there is a connection. So in 2011, there was research carried out by researchers at McGill University in Montreal, and they tested levels of dopamine in the brain in response to music. Now, it was a small sample size of initially 217 people whittled down to eight, but the results were interesting and positive. And in essence, dopamine is a type of neurotransmitter and our bodies produce it and our nervous system uses it to send messages between nerve cells. And this is very distilled and simplified. So please just stick with me here. I'm never claimed to be a neurospecialist, but it's often referred to as a chemical messenger. And dopamine plays a role in how we feel pleasure. And it's a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan um, and know what brings us happiness. So the dopamine increases in response to other stimuli such as food, money, satisfaction, and it's known to produce a feel-good state in response to certain tangible stimulants such as eating sweets, so sugar produces dopamine, um, going for a run potentially, to taking drugs that are linked with euphoric sensations. Um, And dopamine is also associated with potentially less tangible stimuli like being in love. So if you want to know more about that, check check out episode 75, How Love Promotes Positive Mental Health. So in this study, levels of dopamine were found to be up 9% higher when volunteers were listening to music they enjoyed. The authors of the paper said it was significant, the research, in proving that humans obtain pleasure from music, which could be considered an abstract reward that is comparable with the pleasure obtained from more basic biological stimuli. And so this research really indicated that music is in fact linked with our deepest reward systems. And then I wanted to comment a little bit about listening to music in various languages. So languages that we don't understand, languages that aren't our mother tongue. And there's another piece in Vice about why we listen to music in various languages and and languages we may not understand. And in this piece, and you can check it out in the show notes, Thea Tolentino, a music teacher and music therapy master's student based in Melbourne, was talking about the fact that we can enjoy music in languages we do not understand because most of the time when listening to music in another language, we enjoy the lyrics as sounds and not necessarily as words. So this might explain why we are immediately drawn to a song even without knowing its lyrics. And things like personal and cultural experiences do affect people's responses to different kinds of music. So she explains in this article that there are certain musical techniques that are generally used to convey certain moods. So usually we can identify if a piece of music is uplifting or angry or there has a sense of wistfulness in it. So on one scale, we have that graduated series of notes, tones, or intervals, or dividing octaves, she talks about. And songs in a major scale usually have brighter, happier sounds, while minor scales usually have a slightly darker, melancholic feel. 
And I would say a majority of people can identify those sounds quite easily because the human brain is wired to respond to sound. And it's a process called entrainment where the brain synchronizes breathing, movement, and even neural activities when we hear certain sounds. And so this is why fast paced music is chosen for running and exercise classes, other activities such as meditation, you're going to listen to more gentle melodic sounds uh, in the background. Okay, so how music can boost our mental health? Well, we actually use music in many different ways. Uh, so we can listen to it, but we can also create it, whether we're professional, amateur, uh, singing in our kitchens, our bathrooms, well or badly. In religious practices, there's often chanting. You know, every religion has songs and hymns, equivalent of hymns, playing musical instruments dancing to music. Again, that could be in a professional way, in a relaxed way, uh, dancing around your living room, songwriting, or even making up songs for your children or for each other, relaxing, meditating to music, and having it in the background really helps us with the task in hand. And researchers from the MARCS Institute for Brain, Behaviour and Development have found that music increases memory and retention, as well as maximising learning capabilities. And our brains trigger particular emotions, memory, and thoughts which can lead to more positive effects towards mental health and well-being. So let's go through the ways and the key ways uh, according to research um, and also things that we know. You know. Research is great but often we know things. So first of all music can help us focus on our work or our study or the activity that we're doing. Uh, if there's something that you really really don't want to do or can't face doing uh, I think turning on a piece of music to help your focus and you have it. I think we all have stories where that's really worked for us and certain studies have actually shown that music with a tempo of 60 beats per minute can increase the brain's ability to process information. There have also been some interesting studies suggesting that electronic dance music, EDM in America, we would just call it dance music here, um, helps sharpen the focus while studying. Of course, if that is not your preference, it's not going to work. So I wouldn't ever suggest that someone puts on music that doesn't bring them joy because that's going to be a real distraction. But I think useful to know about some of these research studies. The second thing is we, we can't always find ways to express ourselves. It's often very difficult to find the words for a rubbish emotional feeling or even an elated one or even feeling excitement. But when we select a piece of music and we play it, it can really help us to express emotion without having to say anything. You know, playlists, this is why playlists are so popular, or people have jamming sessions or communicating through music in nonverbal ways of expressing ourselves are so important and so useful. And children as well. So children's music classes, you know, baby classes that people go to, baby music. But from a very young age, you know, we're actually really tuned in and wired to this. Thirdly, lifting our mood so we can use it to express our mood, but also to lift our mood. You know, it might be feeling a bit sluggish, a bit low, a bit down and playing songs that we find uplifting really can help stimulate our brain, increase those, our, our sensation. We, we talked a little bit about dopamine at the start and, and this absolutely boosts our mood. The fourth area is around boosting confidence. So music that's often thought to be in the background, you know, ambient music. Um, I don't know if any listeners are fans of ambient trance, so that might be really familiar to you. Um, it's thought to have a, a binaural beat music. So this has actually been proven, uh, I can't quote the study actually, but to assist in anxiety and low confidence. It's thought to be linked to the alpha waves. So eight to 14 hertz are thought to help the mind get into a more sharpened and confident state and so listening to that beat um, and that tone of music is ideal when feeling nervous or fearful um, and it's thought that like we mentioned before music with a tempo of 60 beats per minute we start to synchronize 
um, that we're actually the brain starts to sync to the new frequency and we get into an altered brain state to feel more confident and calm and have an increased sense of well-being. Now, I think it's important to say this is going to depend on person to person, on cultures, um, you know, what sounds mean. But of course, if you think about doing something you don't really want to do, and maybe you listen to a song and lyrics that empower you, it gives you that little bit of strength to go and do it. The fifth thing is about relaxation. So I mentioned using music for meditation. Meditative music has a very cathartic effect on us. And again, this can link to religion or religions have some kind of form of music, whether it be past or present. Relaxation, chanting, prayers, that gets body-mind connection and connection to a higher being. And so the calming sounds, you know, nature, there's music in nature when you hear birdsong, especially if you're in a green environment. And that really, really does help our connection connection to what's around us and listening. So I didn't mention nature earlier, but of course, that's not composed music, but it is music. And if you want to know more about connecting with nature, please do check out my uh, episode around how nature can boost our mental health. And also the episode with Karen Leibenguth about connecting to nature. So we know that's calming. It's thought that classical music can be very calming and very helpful and in 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 effective in enabling people to relax. As with any you know, gentle jazz, if you have you subscribe to any of the major music streaming channels, you always see the playlist with jazz to relax, soft jazz, jazz for the evening, and it can also help us sleep well. And then, you know, the sixth thing is around uh, connection to memory, enabling us to detach from the here and now. So we probably all have songs and we don't know at the time we listen to things and then we listen back to them and it brings back memories. Now, that, of course, that doesn't always have to be positive. But if we're feeling particularly low or nostalgic and we can put a piece of music on, we can't physically time travel, but we can definitely time travel through the sounds, helping us to detach from the here and now and connect to those really positive memories. Uh, the seventh thing is around alleviation of pain. So when we listen to music, we can have distraction. We're focusing on the sounds, we're focusing on the music, we're focusing on things that uplift our mood. And it can has been shown to reduce and alleviate pain for that period of time. And also to reduce anxiety and depression. Now, I'm not saying that this is a treatment. Please, I'm not giving any medical advice here. But understanding how music affects your emotions goes a long way to help ease anxious and depressive thoughts. And music therapy, and please check out the episode that's coming out, week commencing 19th of April, where I talk to a music therapist. Um, it's become a really popular form of treating anxiety and depression. But please remember that has to be done with the expertise of someone who's trained and qualified as a music therapist. Um, but we all know there are times where we feel low and if we choose a song, uh, we listen to that, it can help our mood in that moment. And it, it's really about listening and thinking about, OK, well, I'm just going to take time out. I'm going to take a step away. Uh, so this piece of music really helps. And there was a recent study by Dr. David Lewis Hodgson of Mind Lab International, and he proved that instrumental classical or ambient music can help with certain people reduce anxiety by up to 65 percent. Um, so interesting research. And if you'd like to know more, I have put the links in the show notes. So I really hope you're enjoying the content of this podcast and you want to keep up to date and connect with me, then why not join my free bi-monthly newsletter? And by joining, you'll receive a free copy of my ebook, The Mentally Healthy Leading Manager. And that link is https colon forward slash forward slash bit.ly forward slash dmsynr. 
Okay, so what can we do then? How can we use music in a way to support our mental health and well-being? So I've got a couple of questions that you, I'm going to ask you that you might like to reflect on and use to think about how you can use music in this way. So first of all, what are the types of music or the piece of music that allow you to sit with a particular mood, change of mood or set a new mood? So they could be different pieces, it could be one piece. Is there a piece of music that makes you feel better, your fail safe, a piece of music that you always turn to? Equally, is there a piece of music that makes you feel quite morose or low that you know when you feel not in a great place you don't want to listen to? And also think about music that might help you express certain emotions. So is there a piece of music that when you feel angry and you can't scream and shout at someone as much as you'd like to, you can put on and sing along with the lyrics at the top of your voice? And finally, is there a certain style of music that is helpful to you for your well-being? Or do you have certain different genres you like to listen to depending on your mood? And also the pieces of music that maybe you really like, but they're not helpful to you when you feel low. So have a think about those things. And then you might like to consider how you make a playlist or what, what you do to help your mood. So many of you might do this. You might have music that wakes you up, that energizes you music that lifts your mood and makes you happy, music for venting frustration, music that helps you connect to a previous time that makes you feel nostalgic. You know, there's certainly a lot of pre-made 90s soundtracks do make me feel incredibly nostalgic. Uh, so this will vary, this will change. Uh, I certainly know that at the beginning of the pandemic, there were certain tracks I would listen to over and over again. And now I listen to them and it reminds me of that really beautiful summer that we had, even though you know, it was tumultuous and it wasn't an easy time. So you might just like to take some time to reflect on that. And maybe you have existing playlists, but you want to pull things together from other sources. So in terms of how music boosts our well-being, there is evidence, research evidence to show how music supports mental well-being, linking to dopamine. Yes, the studies have been small, but it is there. Also research that shows that music can support our focus, our concentration and relaxation. There are many forms that this can take, the way in which we can integrate music into our life. It could be listening, it could be playing, it could be singing. And we all have different musical tastes. It's not simply about being a professional, but learning to sing along to the radio, do whatever we need to do. Consider the kinds of music we need for different moments and different times in our life and how we want to use it as a package for daily well-being, as well as to support mental ill health recovery. Now, that could be music therapy through a professional or that could be we're struggling having a particular low time with no mental ill health diagnosis and how we want to use music. So if you want to know more about my work and my coaching, please don't forget, you can check out the Diverse Minds website and the link is diverseminds.co.uk. And the resources from this episode are BBC article from 2011 following the research at McGill University, Music Releases Mood Enhancing Chemicals in the Brain, episode 75 of the Diverse Minds podcast, How Love Promotes Positive Mental Health, an article from Open Minds, Five Positive Effects Music Has on Your Mental Health, and the article from Vice, Why We Listen to Music with Lyrics We Don't Understand. And you can also check out the Diverse Minds episodes on nature and mental health. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast from. And join me in the next episode where I'll be sharing my top 11 tracks that boost my mental well-being. Until next time, take care, everyone, and see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Diverse Minds podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you access your podcasts from. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Tune into next week's episode of the podcast, where I'll bring you more insights on mental health and inclusion. Bye for now.